Retirement is all about converting assets into income and then managing risk so you do not lose your money or your assets. Today, we cover building a written retirement plan that works by managing risk to produce income. If you don't manage risk, you will not have income. Stay with us. And now, Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Risk, a very important subject and something to consider as you're nearing retirement. And that is the subject of this podcast, Money Matters USA with Fred Sate. Fred is the founder and managing director of the firm, Money Matters USA, a fiduciary firm. Fred has been in the financial arena for years, holding a Ph.D. in economics from Duke University and sharing his knowledge and his experience on this podcast every week. And Fred, you know, there's so many considerations in retirement planning risk is a huge one and we're going to talk about how that changes when you're nearing retirement yeah i really think it's imperative to discuss discuss risk i i don't think that risk is properly understood by people who are either preparing for retirement or are in uh, already in retirement when i talk to people one of the first questions I ask them is, do you have a written retirement plan? And there's usually absolute dead silence. And the answer is no. So they have a lot of stuff, a lot of investments. And uh, then I say, I ask them, uh, how often was your risk tolerance tested? And then you get a dead silence. And so I ask, well, it was, it was tested once, correct? Yes. What about when you added to adjusted portfolios, time goes by, have you ever been tested again? No. So risk, risk tolerance is, is vitally important. Most, peop, most, most advisors treat risk tolerance as fixed, as a one and done. And I have to admit that for many years, I was also of that, of that mind that that was in fact the case, but it's not. I have subsequently learned that risk tolerance is situational and it changes over time. So you're getting a snapshot. It's valid at the time you do it, but may not be valid uh, at some other point. So if you open a qualified account, a non-qualified account, a Roth, you just can't say, well, 10 years ago we, t we tested and, and nothing has changed. It will change. For example, if you've done well in the market, your, your, your test scores are going to score out on the more aggressive side. If you've done poorly and you've lost money, you're going to test out uh, on, on the more uh, conservative, risk-adverse uh, side. So risk, to risk tolerance tells you, in basic terms, how much money are you willing to lose? Now, 
that's important to know. So if you have a million-dollar portfolio and you're willing to lose 200000 that means that you're working with 800000 at all times because you have to take into consideration that you're willing to lose 200000 If you have a $2 million portfolio and you're willing to lose 500000 you're working with a million five. Is that acceptable to you? You have to know the answer to that question. You also have to know what's the maximum drawdown that you're facing. In other words, here's your portfolio, and we can create a risk score. It is possible to risk score that portfolio, and it's also possible to risk score you. So your portfolio may have one score, and you may have another score. Now, it doesn't mean that your scores have to true up and be exactly mm -hmm. identical, but there has to be proximity between those scores. You can't have a portfolio risk score uh, of 85 and, you know, and a personal risk score of 60. There's a problem there. So you need to know what, what, uh, what those scores are and whether or not uh, you, the adjustments need to be made. But beyond that, what, what happened? What was the maximum drawdowns that your portfolios faced in 2008? And if we had another 2008, which is not impossible, what, what is the maximum drawdown you're facing? 25%, 35%, 60%, 50 78%. What are the drawdowns in these different portfolios to get to an aggregate score? That's important for you to know so that you, you, you know where you're standing in relation uh, to, to risk because when you are working, you can replace, you can replace losses because you have time. When you get close to retirement or in retirement, you don't have any more salary coming in. You're done. You cannot replace lost assets. So it becomes very important to know what your recovery period is, is going to be. And, and, that, and that's all part of, of the risk tolerance. So we use psychometric testing to help us make that uh, assessment. Now, the other issue you asked me is risk capacity. Mm -hmm. well, risk capacity is actually uh, more fixed uh, because it's, it's, it, once, you, once you know what your retirement age is or how much money you need or what your budget is uh, or what you're going to spend on, then, then that's, your risk capacity will, will get, will, is more finite and more concrete. So you do, it's, it's not behavioral or psychometric. It's actually uh, concrete. I mean, you can actually stick a stake in the ground and, and you know what, uh, uh, what, what your risk capacity uh, uh, is. Now, these, these two metrics have to be understood now because that leads us to, to another problem, which, which is uh, many, many advisors don't understand that there are two stages of money. There's an accumulation stage and there's a deaccumulation income and risk management stage. Now, I am 100% in that second stage. I am not in that first stage, but, but advisors who are in that first stage uh, don't really want to make the adjustments that are necessary, so they will run Monte Carlo scenarios and tell you, well, oh, you've got an 82% chance of being successful. Mm. Well, that's not what the Monte Carlo scenario tells you. Monte Carlo is arithmetical. It's a linear uh, projection for you. And, if you, and all it means is that if you run a certain number, depending on your software, then, then in some, some percentage you are successful and in other percentages you are not successful. But 
if we unpack that a little more, what is the time period that you need to be successful? So let's say your time period is 27 years. You retired at 67. You have 20 years of expectancy. So uh, plus your spouse may live a little longer. So let's say it's 27 or 25 years of expectancy. Let's say your, the Monte Carlo scenario says your portfolio will last 23 years. And so the scenario said you failed, but you didn't really fail, did you? No, you didn't. You would adjust your spending to make sure that it would last 25 years, 27 years, whatever the longevity projection uh, suggested and whatever is agreed on that, that you need the money uh, uh, to last. So, I mean, these are all the issues. I mean, I could talk, I could talk for three hours about the problems with, with Monte Carlo uh, scenarios and, and how it's mispresented to clients. It's always it's always presented as a success or failure rate, and that is not what the Monte Carlo uh, 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 scenarios are are showing you. There's another problem, which I call the two minute rule. Two minute rule is that the software has to give you an answer within two minutes two and a half at the very most. That's mm -hmm. a problem because I can't say to you, hey, Dave, I'm going to do an analysis uh, for you and, and your wife, but it's going to take three weeks for the computer to generate the answer. So let's meet three weeks from now and I'll give you the, yeah. I'll give you the answer. Right. You'd look at me like, like I was insane. <laughs> say, I want the answer now. Well, that's, that's the two-minute rule. The, the, in order to give you an answer within two minutes, you have to make compromises, assumptions, adjustments, and the algorithm has to take shortcuts to, to, give, you, to give you the reply. And, and that's and a so bad thing. That's right? a problem that, yeah. because if we have more, if we have more time and we can look at more variables, we'll get a better answer. So again, the, the answer that you get doesn't necessarily spell failure. At all, you have to look. You have to look at at um, at the other inputs, the other assumptions, the other analysis. Uh, so all of these are are involved, uh, and and it it it. I find it disturbing that that uh, that people who who are working with retirees or to be retirees are still working in the accumulation stage. One of the problems there is that there is no easy way. Uh, for an assets under management focused advisor to get paid uh, if the, if they sell an annuity, and so they tend to be adverse to annuities and and and, and misuse or overuse the Monte Carlo uh, scenarios. Now we use Monte Carlo, but we also use other. Uh, tools and we explain uh, the issues with Monte Carlo. We explain the positives and negatives of every tool that we use: value at risk math and and scenario analysis. Our preference is for scenario analysis. That gives you the most honest, forthright, and understandable understand of, of of what risk is and and what your recovery is and where you stand. Uh, right now, we will also use the efficient frontier and show you where you are on that bell curve. Uh, but all of this is is time dependent, and and th this is hard to explain to people. So again, at that, our our red light process takes you through all of these steps so that you can understand uh, where where you are, and and we will then give you that written plan. That that is without the written plan. Yeah, you know, it's it's just in your head. Uh, a, a, a plan in your head because you bought a lot of stuff is is not a plan. You 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 have no idea 
if you're going to be successful or not. And that that's a real throw of the dice when, when you're sitting there in retirement or about to be retired and you don't have you don't have fresh income coming in to make up for mistakes. And click that red light uh, tab at moneymattersusa.net, moneymattersusa.net. We're looking at different kinds of risk in the financial world and specifically, and of course, this case of Fred, uh, his area of focus, retirement planning. So there definitely is your risk in your investments and how that may need to be adjusted. Risk in withdrawals. We know here, and Fred speaks to sequence of returns risk. Can you can you speak to that a little bit now on the podcast? Yeah, I can. Uh what we're really talking about is if you are within three to five years of retirement and the first two, three, five years in retirement, if the market is negative and is against you, but you have no other source of income and you are taking money from your portfolios, you are going to run down those portfolios and, and you will run out of money somewhere around seven to nine years in, in most cases. Mm. So let's say let's say you have a million dollar portfolio and you lost three hundred thousand. Now it's seven hundred thousand dollars. And let's say your goal after tax is a hundred thousand a year and the market is still negative. You're gonna run out of money. And when the market finally does rebound, you won't have enough assets for it to make any difference. Because if, if you lose 50% in the market, and that may be, and I see a lot of portfolios that are a lot worse than that, but let's say 50%, you need 100% to recover provided you take no distributions, no income, no taxes, mm. and, you, and you pay no fees. And it's 100% to recover. Now, now people will say, why not 50%? Well, if you lost, if you lost 50% and you get 50%, that's all you got. In other words, you'd, right. you'd have 750000 at that point. You still you need miss the rest of the money. Mm-hmm. You, you, you need 100% to recover. And so we try to keep losses within the 5, 10, 11% range because the, the recovery period is relatively brief. Now, on withdrawal strategies, we, we, uh, we first of all, we want to know what, what is it that you want your money to do for you? Right. I mean, don't, don't say, you know, uh, we're going to play what's, what's my number, what's my game. I got to have a million dollars. I got to have two million. I got to have five million, three million, whatever that number, whatever that magic number is. Why? What, what is it that you're going to do with that money? You need to know what it is. So it's got you got to start with a budget, and the budget require the budget is is the requirement because that is going to tell you what the spending, what what the amount of money you need to spend, and then you have to decide where is it going to come from. Now our our view is is that your fixed expenses should be covered by guaranteed income. You got Social Security. And another source of guaranteed income uh, is an is an income annuity. And we believe very strongly in income annuities. Now you can disagree with us all you want. Thaler, Professor Thaler, uh, uh, has written extensively, and there are others who have also picked up uh, his research about the annuity dilemma. 
and that's what Taylor called it, uh, because uh, what we're talking about here is that people want the benefit of annuities, but they don't like the, they don't like annuities. And we've got one guy who's built a whole career, and he advertises all the time. Um, and he's in the annuity replacement business, and he gets away with it. Uh, but annuities will do for you what no other, what nothing else can do, and will will give will give you income that you can't outlive because of the mortality credits. The mortality credits kick in uh, after you as you exhaust your 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 um, assets or your or the 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 account value. Uh, and then the mortality credits uh, kick in. It's, it's it's a form of pooling where you're you're pooling together. The insurance company doesn't know who who specifically is going to die in any given years. They just know the number of people who will. So all they have to do is invest for average risk, and because of that, they can create a mortality pool or a longevity pool, if you prefer that phrase better but the point is you'll get paid out of that out of that pool so even if your account is at zero balance you will get paid and you can't outlive the, the annuity now the the other portions the uh, the wishes the hopes the wants desires that that can come out of uh, out of uh, in, an investment uh, portfolio uh, and you do need some some growth in the portfolio to counteract inflation and uh, mortality uh, mortality risk. Now, a lot of people like what's called the the random walk theory. I'm not a fan of the random walk theory because it 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 has different levels of information that you have to be aware of. The highest level of information is insider trading, which, as we know, is illegal in the United States, but not necessarily illegal in other countries. It's not illegal in, in, in uh, Great Britain, the United Kingdom, for example, but it is illegal here. Uh, we, 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 we like um, we like we don't I'm not a fan of the of the random walk. There are other there are other theories that uh, I, I think are. Uh, don't don't depend on um, you know on on insider <laughs> insider knowledge. Mm. Uh, so, um, but you know the the other one that people automatically jump to is is the four percent rule. It's not a rule. It's it's just a guideline. Um, and you know the, there's constant uh, research being done. You know, on that, how much you can you can draw out of a portfolio safely, and you have to be able to uh, adjust and, and be be able to have variable spending because of what we talked about, uh, which sequence risk that we talked about earlier, uh, and, and that's that's very that's very real. There are simple ones which are. I'll take um, uh, you know my RMDs and that will carry me. I'll take the uh, an easier one is percentage rates. Uh, I'll take a certain percentage, uh, but you have to be able to have enough flexibility with those, which is which is why well, we we really want to have guaranteed income for guaranteed uh, costs and then variable income for expenses that are adjustable. So when people say, well, I'll just tighten my belt. How much? How how much of your expenses can you say I'll do without? 
Can you do without out electricity? Can you do without water? Mm. Can you do without uh, sewers? Uh, Can't well, you live in a country so and, and you know you got to have this, the the sump pumped out from from once in a while. Uh, I mean, you you have you have you might eat less. Uh, you might change what you eat, but you still need to have food. I mean, th there is a limitation on how much you can uh, forego. Maybe you don't use the dry cleaner as often. Uh, maybe you wash, uh, do, do more wash, uh, so on and so forth. I mean, so there is some things you can adjust, but there's a limitation uh, on on what you uh, on what you can do. Um, I know that uh, people tend to forget uh, that uh, that they have to pay taxes uh, at some point, especially when they're heavily uh, tax deferred. Now, pe people don't necessarily understand uh, taxes. They they think that the issue is brackets, uh, and it's not. It's it's marginal rates. So you know you can use brackets quickly. Because you because you want a down and dirty calculation, but that's not how it works. Uh, income is is taxed at, at different at different rates as you move through the scale, and then you get to the, the your highest amount of income is taxed at that highest rate. So, I mean, bas basically, um, money all your money is not taxed at the at the same rate. And uh, when you get into retirement, then it, it changes. It goes from marginal rates to effective marginal rates. And the effective marginal rates are additional tax brackets that squeeze in between the statutory brackets. Now, these brackets are statutory also, but, but you don't really talk about it unless you work with somebody who, do, who does retirement tax planning, where you can actually see this on, on the software that we use for, for that purpose. So uh, what you're looking at is what, what is the last dollar of income that we lose at the highest effective marginal rate, which is different than the bracket rates. The effective marginal rates are higher, higher, than the bracket rates, the effect, the highest effective marginal rates about 140 uh, percent, and it, and oftentimes it's well over 100 percent, especially when you kick Social Security uh, in there as well. And and then there are things that don't behave in a way that you think they're going to behave because when you take a tax deferred withdrawal, it may push. Uh, other income into uh, a higher rate of taxation, make Social Security taxation, where, where it might not have been taxed as at a 50 percent, now it's taxed at 85 percent, or it may have capital gains that might have been taxed at a zero percent, now is being taxed at, at 15 percent. So uh, all of these things are, are, go are going on, and you can't do this in, in, you know, in your head. So the software is necessary so that you can look at this and, and see uh, and see what the impact of taxation is, because it's not going to be what you think it is, because you're, you're focusing on brackets, and that's not how you're going to be taxed. Marginal rates before retirement and effective marginal rates once you're in uh, retirement. So it becomes imperative uh, that you, you can mix and match tax deferred, uh, taxable, uh, never taxed uh, 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 sources uh, so that we can grind down the uh, the tax hit, and we want to maintain as low a constant uh, impact as we as we possibly can, because that will have enormous impact on, on the fees and expenses that you're paying, and also on your own goals for 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 leaving a legacy. 
uh, to your to your children, grandchildren, or uh, in addition, perhaps a favorite uh, charity or not for profit that's important uh, to you, which maybe you've supported during your life and you want to support after after you're gone. So all these things uh, have to be taken into uh, you know consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would point out in this connection is the absolute necessity of doing a longevity analysis. Um, You have to look at joint life expectancies for people who are married, for people who are single, then single life expectancy. But that, that, then you have to decide, you know, on what, do you want to take a guess at where your longevity is going to be? So do you want to be comfortable and say, well, uh, we've got a 43% for at, at, at this number of years. We've got a 27% for this number of years. We've got a 5%. Where, where, do you want to, where do you want it to be so we can figure out how long your income and your assets uh, are going to last? And th- this, this, again, is, is all part of the, of, the planning, uh, of the planning process. So I can't tell you how many times we go through the budgeting uh, at least five times uh, to make sure that we have it right and we have commitment in the, uh, uh, on this. All of this is imperative because that's going to tell us what, what we need to do for our, our tax-aware distribution uh, strategies. And there are a number of them uh, that, we, that we can uh, look at, but it, um, you know, but it, it depends on, on, the, on, on what, how much income and, and assets you have and, and what you want uh, to do with them. Now, you know, retirement is all about converting assets into income. And if you are insurable, uh, then, then the easiest thing to do is, is buy a limited pay life insurance policy. And, and there's, there's your legacy for your kids, charity, whatever it might be, and, and go ahead and spend down to the last dollar. It won't matter uh, because the life insurance will, will provide it. If you can't qualify for life insurance, then, uh, you know, then an annuity uh, with an endowment rider uh, can also be uh, effective uh, in, in this case. Or this is where trust planning can be very effective. Uh, none of the trust techniques uh, so far uh, have been affected uh, uh, by by the Obama, excuse me, I'm sorry, by the Biden, oh, misspoke, slip, oh, slip, Freudian slip, <laughs> uh, but I said it again, by the Biden administration. So uh, you have plenty of trust opportunities uh, to, for for both qualified and unqualified assets and, and life insurance. Uh, so, I mean, again, this, this is where estate planning is really uh, part of the plan of this planning process, and, and I can't tell you how important uh, this is, and, and be, because the advisors who want to see if they can push as hard as they can on phase one that accumulation phase, what what they're effectively doing it's like the doctor uh, who six months of the year is a is a neurosurgeon, and the other six months of the year he's a dermatologist. That's impossible. It's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. And, and you can, if you can see how ludicrous what I just said is, that's exactly what the person who's in the accumulation space is trying to do for you uh, in, 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 once you're in the retirement space. You have to get to the second stage of money. And as Einstein said, the, 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 the strategies, the ideas that create the problem cannot be used to solve the problem. So you're in a different stage and you need different uh, ideas and different strategies in, in order to solve 
the, the retirement problem. Now, I am 100% in that retirement space. So if somebody wants to talk to me or become a client on the accumulation side, uh, I tell them that I, I am not. And I'm not in the accumulation space, and I'll be happy to give you two or three referrals to people. Uh, you know, go talk to them and, and see who you want to work with. Uh, and then when you're ready to get back into the retirement space or ready to transition into that, talk to me again. You know, and I'll stay, we can stay in touch, that sort of thing. But I am not an accumulation specialist by choice. I am a retirement specialist by choice. That's the place I, I want to be. And in between those two doctors, I, I prefer the cardiothoracic uh, hmm. route. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, well, it is. It, and, and as you demonstrate on this podcast, there is much to consider. Uh, we've already covered a lot in the area of risk to consider and include in your strategies for retirement. We'll still take a look at health care, uh, throw in with that the possibility of long-term care, asset allocation, estate planning. All that's coming up as we devote the podcast this week to risk. And that's on Money Matters USA. tornadoes and fire these are serious situations that we plan in advance for the volatility of the market can be just as devastating get a plan meant to last properly balanced fully customized that way when a market correction does occur you'll be ready call fred sade at 800-593-8188 that's 800-593-8188 MoneyMattersUSA.net, that red light tab. Uh, Fred speaks to the red light on the dashboard program. He addresses it. You can learn about it uh, at MoneyMattersUSA.net. And if you reach out to Fred, he can tell you how it could be implemented in a custom fashion and fiduciary manner for you and your retirement from someone who focuses on the retirement aspect of the financial universe. That's Fred Sade. Money Matters USA, again, to reach out to Fred, 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. Well, you want to enter retirement as risk-free as possible. So Fred has devoted the podcast to risk to be aware of and to strategize against in retirement planning. Let's look at two things. Fred, you've covered so much, but one thing, uh, and you did talk about longevity. Let's look at health care and how those costs can mount and then the very expensive long-term care um, and the options that are available to protect yourself now, uh, maybe starting with health care. Even if you have Medicare, it's, it's not free. No, not not at all. You, you're going to pay for you're going to pay for Medicare. Uh, you pay for it. Uh, it comes out of your out of your salary, out of your earnings. If you're self-employed, you're, you're at the uh, you'll be charged it along with Social Security. You have to pay both sides of it. The um, HI tax has no cap. It, it goes all the way, and. Uh, you're probably uh, faced with the need to have some kind of supplement that you have to pay for, and you, you pay for Part B and you pay for a supplement uh, as well. That's means-tested. And um, then you get into the fact that, uh, as we've discussed in some other uh, uh, programs, uh, you get into the problem uh, that, we, that we have right now, uh, which is a population uh, issue. And uh, we have fewer, fewer people working, fewer people supporting a larger uh, segment of the population that is retired. And so 
Congress has repeatedly reduced the payout uh, for uh, for Medicare, and uh, it also uh, sometimes it ha- sometimes the payments are deferred six or seven months because you have to get into the next tax year uh, in, in order to avoid uh, a deficit uh, where the government wouldn't be able to pay the, re- the reimbursement. So this, this, is, this is a real problem. Med- Medicare is, is in worse financial shape than Social Security, uh, and, and that has to be uh, addressed. So I see an increasing number of practitioners who will not take Medicare uh, what they will say is, um, we'll file the forms for you, but we won't. Uh, but we won't accept it. Now, hospitals do have to accept it uh, if if they if they want to have patients. But mm-hmm. no, more than that, uh, hospitals can't that's deny true. you care. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's for Medicaid, uh, unreimbursed, uncompensated care. But but they're not going to. But con- you know, there are just so many seniors that they're going to they're going to accept Medicare assignment. So. But that's a problem because uh, depending on how the bills are coded, uh, you may have something that would be covered if it was coded properly. It may be coded improperly, and you wind up with, with patient responsibility. Uh, so you have, to, you have to look at your bills very, very carefully. I mean, there's, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole uh, sub-practice of people who do nothing but deal with uh, the government, deal with insurance companies, and so on. Uh, and deal with hospitals who can test uh, billings and, and proper coding and and so on. But the, but the point is, how much money is this going to be? And and you have you have various uh, estimates. Uh, Fidelity's estimate is usually quoted uh, the most, but for a couple, it's in the three hundred and sixty thousand dollar range. For an individual, it's it's in the hundred plus thousand dollar range, and that's that's out of your pocket for stuff mm-hmm. that Medicare will not. Uh, will not cover, uh, doesn't cover, considers experimental, uh, or uh, you know, or if it's a difference for you between life and death, and there's a procedure, and Medicare says, well, it's experimental, uh, and you can't get into uh, the experimental program, or maybe it's not experimental. They just Medi- Medicare characterizes uh, acupuncture as experimental. I mean, it's probably been done for a thousand hmm. years, but yeah. Medicare won't pay for it. It, so, it thinks like they're still working on it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Still perfecting yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> like the V eight engine, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, the, the the thing of it is uh, that you have to have money uh, available. And what happens if if you go to a, a specialized cancer center uh, somewhere and your spouse uh, goes and she and let's say you're in treatment for a year, um, and you and your spouse is going to live there. For your, where's the money going to come from? It's not, it's not a Medicare reimbursable expense. Uh, so um, this the Medicare planning is absolutely imperative. We don't sell Medicare health insurance, but we do do Medicare planning. Uh, we work with people who sell the insurance products. Uh, if your employer offers a health a health savings account, by all means, uh, you should uh, participate uh, in it and uh, and get reimbursed for expenses. Uh, now, it does require, if you're working, it, it does require that you have a high deductible plan. And once you're in Medicare, you cannot have a, an HSA. But if you haven't used up all your money, you, you, can, uh, you can still uh, uh, submit bills for reimbursement. Uh, long-term care is another issue. A lot of people who, again, are going through 
this uh, Monte Carlo uh, scenario world will say, oh, I have enough money. I don't need to worry. Well, maybe. What, you know, people will look at, well, the, the average stay for a man is two and a half years and for a woman is uh, three, three years and, and two months. So maybe that's, uh, you know, uh, 250,000 and another three. Mm. Oh, that's 550, 600,000. And we have, we have uh, 2.7 million. So I'm not worried about it. Ooh, that's a mistake. Okay. Yeah, don't don't make don't make that that mistake. Um, nobody is average. You may be in the memory care unit at assisted living mm -hmm. for twelve years, or thirteen years, or fifteen years. That's John right. Hancock has a case that's over fifteen years and still going. So you don't. And this person has a lifetime benefit. So you you really don't know. This is a reason why you really look at to look at how much how much do you want to do on self pay? Maybe you want to use short term long term care that will that will uh, eat expenses for you uh, in 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 the first year. Uh, a lot of states, New Jersey, my home state, has short term long term care. It's a misnomer, uh, but mm. it, it's a one year benefit and and uh, it gives you time to adjust and see. If in fact uh, your guess was correct, or you're going to have to reduce uh, assets now. Remember, long-term care will attack assets; it will eat income. Long-term care insurance creates an alternative form of income. Now, asset-based long long-term care, whether it's an annuity if you're uninsurable, uh, or using life insurance, and there are specialized life products. Doesn't have to be by right; it can be. But all of these provide an, an alternative source of tax-free money that will pay for uh, long-term care and preserve uh, your assets and your income uh, for the other spouse who, who is not uh, uh, suffering this long-term care uh, or, is, uh, and, or if you're in a facility. Most people who are in, law, who are in nursing homes today uh, are Medicaid uh, patients. The government still pays the bulk of long-term care expenses, uh, but those are via Medicaid. And you really... You really don't want to have to deal with your state uh, senior care programs where they're coming after your uh, coming after your assets. It's it's not a very happy uh, way uh, for you uh, to live. So this is part of the of the planning uh, process, and this this should be dealt with uh, uh, separately from from everything else. Or if it is going to be coordinated within the a retirement income plan, then it has to be addressed. How we're, how we're going to deal with it, this is a stressor, this is a shock uh, to the plan. It, it could happen. Uh, we, I, I hate to cite statistics, but we know that 70% uh, of people are going to have a long-term care experience uh, that will require significant uh, amounts of money mm -hmm. to, to be paid out. And if you combine that with Medicare and uncompensated Medicare expenses, uh, and, and there's no waiver of premium, uh, on your on your uh, Medicare Part B or your Part D, uh, you got to keep paying that. So all of these are should be these are these are expenses that are that are uh, some of which are absolutely are going to occur. Some of these are 
more or less contingent, but not that contingent. We already know at age 80 to 83, more than 51% of people are in adult daycare. And after 85, that number goes up to almost 80%. So that's telling you something. Uh, if you're not familiar with adult daycare or you're living in a, in a managed community, they will have some sort of respite uh, adult care a couple of days, two or three days uh, a week. That that gives the primary caregiver some time off, but it also allows the person who is who's uh, memory challenged to uh, to socialize, do things, maintain motor skills, have conversation uh, with people. It's very this socialization is very very. Uh, important uh, and uh, and it, ma it maintains and it retards, of course, with medication uh, also. So I I think uh, I think we've we've covered an enormous amount of uh, of of material, and um, people should should very well be you know aware that when we talk to people, not everybody is a client for us, and we're not for for everybody. So when we're having our first meeting which usually lasts an uh, hour and a half to two hours. We're kicking your tires and you're kicking our tires. We're trying to see if, if, if we would be a good fit for mm -hmm. each other because we guarantee six to eight meetings with any to-be client, sometimes more if they need it. Uh, and we're going to spend between face-to-face -face and back office time in excess of 60 hours to do your plan. Plus, that will include the meeting time. That's an, ex that's an enormous lift and an enormous expense uh, for us. So we want to make sure that, that we're copacetic sure. and that we're for each other. Oh, absolutely. But uh, if you do go forward with Fred, I mean, he's aware and having done this for years, uh, focusing on the retirement planning of the risks to be aware of so that you can uh, uh, face those risks, uh, come up with strategies to combat them so that then you can have that properly planned retirement. And as uh, Fred says on his website, moneymattersusa.net, if you click the red light program, only 17% of Americans retire with a pension. The rest arrive at retirement needing to figure out how to turn that 401k or IRA into long-term pension income. And that's what Fred does working with people for and has for years and does it every day. So you can download the free guide if you click the red light program tab and you can also set up a call with Fred. That's at moneymattersusa.net and at your leisure click podcast. You can listen to the other 127 podcasts. Just uh, scroll. Uh, we have a write up on each of those. Download that and um and in addition to that, uh, at the podcast tab, if you want to submit a question to Fred for the Stump the Guru portion of the sh of the podcast, it's there. The drop down for Stump the Guru podcast tab at moneymattersusa.net. And the good old-fashioned way to reach out to Fred, call him, 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. As always, we appreciate you being a part of this journey. We call it Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to 
to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.